What's up there, listeners? Welcome to our first episode of uh, Midge and the Keg NFL podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Bill. Uh, alongside me, uh, my co-host, Jimbo. All right, Bill. How you doing? Not bad, my friend. Not bad. Uh, just a quick just a quick intro uh, to me and Jimbo there, guys. So um, we've been following uh, the NFL for... Uh, it's got to be about six, seven, eight years now, I believe, Jimbo, around, around that margin. Um, yeah. Bit, both big Atlanta Falcons fans. Um, uh, good thing we're not going to have to be talking about them uh, this much because, uh, you know, I, I don't think we want to talk about the state they're in at the moment. So, uh, we'll, we'll quickly skip past them. We've got to mention them at some point anyway, uh, which we'll get to uh, a little bit later on. Uh, but just a quick intro to, uh, to me, Jimbo. So, we're just, yeah, we've been following there for a little while now. Let's say big Falcons fans. Uh, on that note, uh, nothing really more else to know about us, really, Jimbo. You know, we're not gonna not give too much away in the first episode, anyway. So they can so this is get to know a little more about us. But uh, anyway, so guys, we're gonna jump right into it. Twenty uh, twenty recap, Jimbo. Uh, just looking at just a straight through. I'm sure a lot of the listeners know and been looking at if they're big NFL fans know who's in the playoffs this coming Saturday. Uh, looking at it all. Uh, so we got uh, the AFC. Not a lot of surprises, Jimbo. Uh, Buffalo having a big year, uh, finishing 13-3. and three. Uh, yeah, Finally, uh, really takes momentum into the playoffs now as well. They, they look good side, especially in the second half of the season. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's the first time in a long while uh, the Patriots haven't won that division now. So it seems like the times are changing in the AFC East, for, which is a good news for every team in that division. Must maybe, be a maybe, ba- maybe bar the Jets, but uh, <laughs> everyone else uh, seems to be... <laughs> Pretty happy with that. So, uh, 13 and 3 Bills there. Uh, not a lot has changed really. AFC West, Jimbo, the Chiefs are the team to beat. They've uh, clinched the number one seed uh, yet again. Uh, 14 and 2. Uh, yeah, just look uh, at times. Yeah. They, they do look invincible. They do look that much good of a team. Yeah, Raiders be disappointed. You know, the home record's pretty poor this year. You know, they've got 8 and 8. They've, but, you know, only won two games at home. Yeah. No, definitely. I think, um, yeah, including same with the Chargers as well. I mean, the silver lining for them this year, they've they've seemed to found their quarterback, Justin Herbert, who has had an absolutely amazing rookie year. Um, definitely have broken a few records in, the, in that category uh, as a rookie. Um, so looking future bright for the Chargers. They've had some uh, tough games this year, so a bit unlucky for them, but the future's bright for them. Uh, swiftly into the AFC North, we have three teams out of there. Finally, the Browns, uh, ending the deadlock after 18 years, Jimbo. Finally back in the postseason. Yeah. I mean, how many quarterbacks have actually taken them now to actually uh, get into I, the playoffs? I, I wouldn't like to count. I'm sure all the Browns fans have counted um, <laughs> <laughs> but over the years. But they finally found one in Baker Mayfield who um, a lot of questions him going to this year. Yeah, um, not, not finally... perfect, but... No, definitely not. But he's got the job done um, with a great rushing, uh, rushing attack behind him. Um, has propelled them to 11 wins this year. And as you said, in a very tough division with uh, with Baltimore and um, Pittsburgh, respectively, second and first, uh, Steelers taking the division. Uh, no surprises there. Uh, AFC South, uh, Titans clinched it in the end on the last game of the uh, of the season in uh, Week 17. Uh, two good teams in there, Jimbo. Obviously, Derrick Henry yeah. leading that amazing offense for the for Tennessee. Um, but two teams looking looking good going into the postseason. Yeah, it's just been one of them divisions, really. You've got two very good sides, you know, good offensively, and you've got two very poor sides. 
Um, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's two, as simple as it sounds. Jacksonville looking bad on that one, you know, finishing <laughs> with the first pick again. Um, <laughs> with that one, um, and yeah, Houston had a bit of a tough, tough year. Um, Deshaun Watson has been uh, incredible, but unfortunately, it's a it's a lot more problems in that team than uh, than Deshaun Watson, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, Indy and uh, Tennessee were in on that one. Uh, moving swiftly to the NFC, a um, lot of nicknames this uh, division, Jimbo. Uh, yeah. Well, it's whatever, whatever people like to call it, I'm sure uh, it's been. Bit of a weird, tough ride if you if you've been a team uh, if you support a team in the in the NFC East. But uh, if you're a Washington fan, it all well failed. Uh, only with a seven and nine record, but in the end, uh, did clinch the division uh, with seven wins uh, in total. In the end, um, yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, not by far the worst division in the well, NFL. Well, it's actually actually been quite a uh, quite exciting division, really. You know, it's quite close, really. I mean, as much as they're all. <laughs> been pretty poor and it, I don't forget any of them actually wanted to win it but you know no, it's ended up yeah. quite close no that's it it all came down to the last game of the season where uh, the Cowboys Giants and Washington all had the chance to uh, to take the crown and that on that division uh, moving down to the NFC West um, Cardinals a bit unfortunate this season um, yeah, you know a team I think that was very un- unlucky there to, uh, not to get in uh, into the playoffs losing to the Rams in week 17 um, yeah, really unfortunate. They've had some great games this year, and they've actually been really fun team to watch as well. Uh, but nothing changes. Seattle top of the pile, uh, twelve and four this year. Russell Wilson leading the way, um, looking like a stellar year again that he's had. Early MVP talk died down a little bit into the later stage of the season, but he's been absolutely on form for them. Yeah, you know they've been been good. When you've got Russell Wilson, you you struggle to lose games, really, don't you? <laughs> The guy oozes wins out of that team and uh, it's for sure probably going to be in the Hall of Fame when it's all said and done. Uh, And the Rams with the number one defence clinching uh, uh, the next wildcard spot uh, in that one. Uh, Moving to the NFC North, Green Bay finishing 13-3. and I think no surprises there. Aaron Rodgers has absolutely stolen the show and I think the way it's going, he is going to win another uh, MVP award. He, yeah, I mean, he's an absolute certainty for the MVP award, you know, one to 20, I think, recent prize. You know, he's oh, wow. he's won it. He's had a brilliant <laughs> I, season. I didn't realise it was that high, but uh, yeah, you yeah know, we knew he was a favourite. <laughs> absolutely. But he's propelled that off uh, that team and the whole offence and everything. First in the three, top of the division. Uh, Bears squeaked in somehow, even though they lost their game in week 17, which we'll, uh, we'll get to uh, not too long from now. But uh, finishing 8 and 8, Jimbo. But they got the job done and they are in, uh, you yeah, know, moving pro- forward. You know, not one of the better sides to have made the playoffs, but, you know, they're, they're there and I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll have a good go. Yeah, be interesting to see how Mitch Trubisky gets on in the playoffs. Uh, coming to our division, we will, we'll get a little sweep past us in Carolina, not even worth <laughs> talking about. Um, the big story, obviously, of the offseason was Tom Brady moving to uh, Tampa. Uh, finishing 11-5, really solid, uh, picked up momentum really, uh, definitely towards the uh, the end of the season. Um, picking up where he really left off and has just uh, he's propelled the Bucks into a wildcard spot. Yeah, I mean, it, it certainly start the season, you know, it looked like probably the most competitive division in the NFL hasn't turned out like that. Obviously, the uh, the Saints and the Bucks have, have dominated, but I think you've got two teams there who, who are going to really 
you know, push on for the NFC and and challenge Green Bay, really, you know. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely the two teams I wouldn't want to be playing right now. The Saints clinching yet another uh, division title uh, in that game. Delay of game! Five-yard penalty. Right, guys. Moving uh, straight into it, so we're going to uh, we're going to recap all of uh, the teams that got in this week. Uh, we're going to recap their game in uh, in their game. Sorry, in week seventeen. Uh, we'll go straight to the NFC Jimbo. Uh, the last game of the day, uh, a bit later on in the evening, uh, Washington and the Eagles. A little bit of controversy uh, to what uh, them pulling Jalen Hurts um, out of out of uh, out of play and chucking Nate Sutfield in there. Um, Something tells me the GM wanted a wanted a better pick this year. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got no issue with him, you know, making a change at all. Obviously, if you're a Giants fan, you're you're annoyed, but you know they can use their roster in any way they want. I think they've got every right to pull them out. What you know, they have no reason to win this game. Yes, you know, Giants are not happy, but no one's moaning that the Steelers or the Chiefs are resting players this week, are they? You know, and losing their games, not the nah. Chiefs losing, but. You know. No, well, well, the Chiefs are losing the end, but yeah, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, they bench their starters. I mean, a bit different for them. They're in the playoffs, but like you said as well. Yeah, of course, uh, but you know, why, why should they be allowed to rest players and not the Eagles, you know? Yeah, this is it. And I think uh, no matter what way you look at it, uh, if you are Giants fans, that's what I do feel for you. Maybe uh, maybe try and win a few more games. Maybe uh, instead of relying on yeah, I mean, big big division rivals to uh, to, to help you out because <laughs> I know exactly if they want to be feel. in the playoffs they've got to win more than six games haven't they simple as that 100% uh, Washington just squeaking away on it uh, 2014 on that one uh, Swift are going to, uh, to Tampa uh, against us um, we travelled to uh, to Tampa uh, as much as they looked like there was a sign of life like there sometimes normally is in a Falcons game where they look like they're going to do something uh, and then, lo and behold, the fourth quarter comes along and uh, it just gets taken <laughs> away. Uh, as much as it looked a little bit tired at some at some parts, you know, the Falcons games, we, you know, we watch obviously every week. Um, Tampa never really looked too much in doubt. They always had the no, lead. I, mean, I was getting a little bit worried, as bad as that sounds, that we were, uh, we were going to win a pointless game and ruin our yeah. fourth pick. You know, we, <laughs> we did come a bit of a charge, but obviously, fourth quarter, you can rely on us to, uh, to ruin that. Yeah, n- nothing changes that for Atlanta. Um, yet again, yeah, worst, worst in pass defence. Tom Brady having a field day, uh, even without Mike Evans, who left the game early with a knee injury. Uh, Touchwood, I think he will be back uh, pending uh, his game. So he should be back for the playoff game. Nothing too serious with that knee. <clears throat> uh, Tom Brady just thrown under 400 yards, had an absolute field day. Um, yeah, and, and leading a high-powered offense right now, um, who, which I really wouldn't, really would not want to play right now. Yeah, I think the thing is as well, though. You know, they have played the Falcons twice in the Lions. You know, it's two, two of the weakest pass defenses going. You know that that has given Brady time in the pocket to actually work his work his magic. You know, he's not going to have his own way necessarily against Washington. No, definitely not. And uh, yeah, uh, on that note, we will be going straight to that game, which is uh, Washington uh, uh, and Tampa. Uh, Washington will host as they've won the division. They host a playoff game. Uh, Main thing stands out for me there, Jimbo. Uh, We'll go to your betting corner uh, a bit later on. So guys, Jimbo will be doing his uh, own little uh, betting report uh, for us to see what he's liking and what he's not liking. Uh, but we'll go straight to it. Um, 
to me, you know, as much as yet yeah, Tampa are hundred percent the favourites, uh, I think people know that looking look just even looking on paper. But uh their uh past defence is nothing to be sniffed at. They're second in the league. No, um, no I think is there is there a chance Washington can slow Tom Brady and, and the passing attack down? Yeah, I think what you've what you've got to look at, you know, the games that Brady's struggling this season, you know, he's lost to the Saints twice, he's lost to the Rams. You know, these sides have got in common with Washington that they're a top five pass defense. You know, they know how to get pressure on the quarterback. Brady has struggled Massively. a little bit this year when he's when he's come Massively. under fire. Massively, yeah. You know, the the the, uh, the Washington's um, defensive line is uh, absolutely uh, one of the best in the league. Uh, they finished fi- uh, forty, uh, sorry, fifth in sacks, forty seven in total, um, second in pass defense. Uh, only point from run defence, but this defensive line will get to you. You've got Chase Young on the outside, has had a great rookie year. He's going to be that next big guy in the in the league, I think. He's an absolute beast. Uh, you've got Monte Sweat in there, Deron Payne as well. It's just a very solid line, and um, it could cause Tom Brady some problems uh, yeah. in this game. As much as we, we think Tampa will prevail, um, I think it's more going to be because Washington's offence is not going to be doing a total a total lot but we'll we'll have to see on that front and see if the defense uh can help push washington through this game so what are you what are we looking like in your corner jimbo what what, what are you liking and not liking yeah so for me I, you know i think it's going to be a fairly low scoring game you've got you've got washington very poor offense uh but i also think that they're going to be able to hold the bucks to a you know to a low score i still think you know the bucks will get the job done Overall, but if you look at the spread, I think Washington plus eight point five even money is is the bet, and I'd also play the under forty four point five total points even money. Yeah. I think it'd be a low scoring game. And I think that's a, a good shout. That one, I think it will be. You know, not as a much as outside Washington are, I think eight point five, you know, positive on the spread is the way to play it. Not bad. Was uh, not bad. I saw on that one, Jimbo. Thanks for that one. Uh, yeah, so uh, come with that. See if Washington can dethrone uh, Tampa Bay uh, on their hopes to uh, clinch in uh, the NFC. Blue 22! Right, so uh, moving on uh, to the next uh, game. So week 17, uh, the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers. Just a quick recap on that one. So uh, I must admit, Jim, I don't know if you watched this game. Uh, I did, um, you know, on the rerun. Um, no, not, not for me. Carolina. The, you know, I, I would have watched the Saints, to be honest. No, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It was dreadful enough to see them absolutely pound Carolina to death. Um, nothing really to talk, much to really talk about in the game. Saints, I mean, I mean, the main thing for the Saints, you know, Kamara wasn't playing. Big piece for them. Um, as far as yep. I know, he should be back for their playoff game. Um, I think it's under the COVID um, restrictions, but I'm not too sure. But I think he will be back. Um, they didn't miss him. Uh, they didn't run the ball massively that much. Um, well, I say massively that much. Um, they still had success. I mean, Tom Montgomery still got over 100 yards. You know, so it wasn't like they were missing him too much. Yeah. Um, they used Taysom Hill in packages. Like they do, I think they'll do that come playoff time. We'll talk about that later on. Drew Brees had a pretty solid game, three touchdowns, no picks. They look, they they done what they do. It's it's a, you we... know, it's a as much as I hate him, it's a well coached team. You know, they they make it so easy for Brees. You know, short, quick it, passes. Oh, it's arguably the one of the best rosters in the NFL. You know, including yeah. including their defense. 
Um, so yeah, but yeah, from from the mid third quarter onwards, um, that's when the Saints pretty much got all their points. Um, well, a good half of their points, and yeah, just took took it away really. So not a massive much to talk about that game uh, on that part. Uh, we'll go to the team that we'll be playing. So uh, we'll talk about the game, uh, Chicago's game uh, against Green Bay. Uh, yep. As much as I say they lost the game. Um, you know, uh, I must admit, I, you know, I watched this on the rerun. I don't know if you watched um, any highlights on the game. Um, it's a little bit weird because come, uh, it was co- co- kind of tight for most of the game um, to start off with. Yeah, and then it, um, it sort of ended up a bit of a blowout, really, didn't it? Yeah, but... it was a bit of a weird one. Mitch Bisley didn't have the word. I mean, he threw a, a one of Mitch Bisley being Mitch Bisley for a really fucking bad interception come later, yeah. later on in the game that kind of sealed it in the end. Uh, uh, they had a lot of possession, but they did nothing with it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you know, again, just I mean, to me, he is the MVP. I'd like to call yeah. that now. Um, so well, if you, you are going to lump on him, you might have it. to lump a lot of money because the guy is probably so high up in the odds. You probably got it was the 120 the other day. I think I mean, it just shows how good he is. I don't know the stats fully, but I think he, I think he is. There's a mad stat in there. So basically, I think he's he's obviously for I think over forty touchdowns this year. It's something to do with. I think it was forty. Fo- fo- I think it's forty plus touchdowns and something like six interceptions, which is absolutely mad. And I think the only other two well, other two times it's happened has been through him. He's done it three times. The, the guy is. An immense talent. Um, you know, we, we could talk about, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully do a podcast depending how you guys feel how we're doing. You might not even be listening right now. It might not be uh, your cup to see this. But, uh, you know, you're looking at it now and, you know, you'd argue he is, you know, all right, we could go into rings, we could go into that conversation, but he is arguably the most talented quarterback in the game right now. You know, you, you, yeah. could, you could chuck some names in, but I the think, guy's going to um, win the MVP. You know, the Packers drafting a quarterback has sort of spurred him on and, Massively, you, know, you, dra- you draft a guy, you draft Jordan Love, who from Utah State, you know, not. I mean, I, I must admit, you know, I, I watch my college football, but I never even heard of Utah State. You know, like I've never heard of a guy been drafted from Utah State. What does he do? He literally comes out 26th overall pick. There was a lot of rumours what Matt um, was going to do with with Aaron Rodgers, and you think, you know, is, is this guy? What is this guy taking? Is he that? You know, as he that have they fallen out? What has happened? What does he do? He produces a season like this to completely put the rumours to bed. And and no disrespects, you know, um, I like the team they got. I think they can run the ball when needed. Aaron Jones hasn't had the year he had last year. He was outstanding last year. He's been he's been he's been good, but he hasn't been you know on that form. Um, but apart from Devontae Adams, you know, a guy who is an absolute star. I think he got. You might even know it, Joe. I think it was like 18 touchdowns this season for a receiver. It's absolutely mm. insane. You know, he's been, he is Aaron Rodgers' go to guy. 100%. You look at all the other players in that offense and, and that's it. I'm sorry, but that yeah. is, you know, in terms of an elite player. But this game was a bit of a weird one, Jimbo. I know I watched it through myself. Um, it was a little bit weird. I think um, you thought at some point Chicago were in it. Um, and I must admit, although Aaron Rodgers didn't throw any interceptions, there was a few throws in that game where Chicago really could have capitalised and got an interception off him. I, I, I did count about three. You know, yeah. I'm talking, you know, not, you know, 
50-50 balls, I'm talking, you know, Chicago should have got an interception and a takeaway. So as much as the stats are good for Aaron, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from him from his MVP year, which it should be. But, yeah. you know, Chicago were not as out of it as you thought. But in the end, Green Bay prevailed. But it didn't matter in the end because Chicago are in the playoffs uh, and they will be playing uh, the Saints. Now, um, bit of a good game. I think uh, as much as Chicago 8-8, eight and eight, you know, uh, uh, personally, I think uh, Washington are better than Chicago <laughs> uh, in terms of teams if we're going on to it massively. I don't know if you agree. You might disagree. Um, to um, a certain extent, you know, better in certain areas. And I think, no. you know, Washington are suited to play the Bucks, and I don't think Chicago is suited to play the Saints. So No, I, I agree. I think um, as much as I think as if there's any that are in doubt, I mean, we can go to your, your betting spread now, if you like. I mean, talk us through it. I mean, what, what are we looking at? Well, we're looking at the the, the, uh, the Bears. It's a nine point five spread for the Bears, which, to be honest, I don't even think that they. You know, I don't think that that's the way to play. I think the Saints minus nine point five, even money is is a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm they're going to put some good points <laughs> to the board. I just don't think the Bears' defense is good enough to, you know, contain no. the Saints. And I think the Saints' defense is too good to for the Bears to put up points against them. I mean, look, um, they're, they're top five in pretty much every category. They're, t- they're fourth in total. They're fifth in passing uh, passing defence. They're fifth in, uh, fourth in run defence. They've got 45 sacks on the year. Um, I mean, you look at their fucking... Uh, oh, excuse my French people, as much as we're gonna, we've been swearing a little bit, but their line, you know, you've got a guy, Trey, Trey Hendrickson, who has took off this year. I think, I can't, I'm correct if I'm wrong, something might have to correct me. I think he's got like 12, 13 sacks this year. The guy's been immense. They've got Cameron Jordan in there. You know, they got a guy, Marcus Davenport, they drafted in the top 15 um, in, uh, I believe, last year's draft. You know, they're, they're stacked on that yeah. line. And the, the defense is stacked. The secondary is great. It's, like I say, it's one of the best rosters in the, or arguably the best roster, as much as yeah. I fucking hate to say it. And I hate them. They they have, you know, credit where credit's due. They've got such a top defense. I think, I think the question here, you know, I'm going into the questions right now. I mean, how much do we think. Uh, as much as I watched the game, you know, the game is really out of reach when they, you know, when they were sort of putting Taysom yeah. Hill in the packages. Do we think Taysom Hill would, you know, is it going to be a 50-50 thing? You know, what, what, what do you reckon Sean Payton's thinking on that one? Uh, he's he's going to, you know, breeze his guy for the playoffs, you know, he's been there and done it. Um, going forward, you know, <clears throat> how long breeze got left, you know, I think there's talk that he, he might be finishing up this year. Yeah, there has been rumours of it. Um, not sure which, which uh, NFL executive it was, but yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I think a lot of people can believe it. You know, he, he's not been the same. He's not been the 5,000 yard guy. He no. has been, I think, I think he's, he's like the only, I think uh, so many players have found 5,000 yards. I think he's had like four seasons of 5,000 yards. I think you know, some the, of the fan the base have actually... Able to throw that ball, you know, and now he's not, you know, he's I've... relying on Kamara, you know, the run game in, in Kamara. Yeah. Um, and uh, the Terrace Murray to run the ball. Kamara's been an absolute stud. The bloke got six touchdowns the other week against the Vikings. You know, he's an absolute tank and an absolute, you know, can catch the ball, he can run. But they've moulded that more into their offence than they used to. You know, you look at who they used to have um, when they passed the ball. You know, you look, funny enough, a guy who plays for Chicago now, Jimmy Graham, who used to be playing for them. You know, he was his favourite target. Yeah. Marcus Colson is now retired. But you look at that team um, in terms of weapons... Um, you know, you've got Manuel Sanders on the outside, who I like. Um, as much as, uh, you know, as, as one thing I will 
to try and argue with a lot of Saints fans. Uh, Michael uh, Michael Thomas, I'm not massively sold on. Um, as much as the guy is a reliable possession receiver, he's nothing else. And uh, yeah, I'll probably get a lot of stick from the other uh, Saints fans, but I think there's a lot of overrated on him. Anyway, either way, he's an integral part of their offense. He will catch balls. Um, he will gain yardage. Um, I just really do not see. I mean, I mean, the end of the day, and you know, the question is, it can. I think can Trubisky play a clean game against this top five rated defense? Um, no. <laughs> you know, I mean, you've got I mean, look, you've got to rely on a lot of things. You've got to rely on him not, you know, not throwing stupid balls. You know, which he has done throughout most of his career. You know, um, as much as yeah. he's managed he's, to get he's away, he's going to have to be even better time. this week as well. You know, I mean, this is a massive game for him. You know, I mean, I mean, God forbid. I mean, I can't see it. You know, but if he manages to get a win out of New Orleans um, this week. Um, obviously, we're hoping for that massively. But, yeah. <laughs> um, it could, I mean, it's a turning point because obviously Chicago got quarterback questions, you know, as much as, uh, you know, I can see it the way if New Orleans beat, beat Chicago and Trubisky, um, you know, I mean, I think he'll be looking for another team. You know, I think he's really got to prove himself in that respect. Yeah. As much as he's had really good few games to get them back into playoff position, they need to really. This is a massive game for him um, because you know you're looking at their. I mean, offensive stats alone. You know they're ranked. I mean they're ranked 26th overall. You know they can't really run it. They can't really pass it. Um, their main. I mean, fun enough. Apart from uh, Mooney, who had a great game for them, just gone. Um, you know they haven't got a massive amount of weapons on that team, so it's going to be a really difficult game. Um, as like you said against the spread, I really think this could be a very early and done game. You know, if we're yeah, talking I, about I think, playoff games. Yeah, yeah. Play play the Saints, you know, minus nine point five. I, I think it's gonna be a bit of a you know, they're they're well suited to play this Bears team, in my opinion. You know, Breeze gets the ball off early. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'll, also play the over forty seven point five on the total points. I think, you know, I think Saints be high scoring. Yeah, massively. No, I agree with you on that one. I, I quite like that. I'm sure that. Um, even I'll be able to that well, myself. So. No, fair, fair, fair good on that price. Uh, no, that's great on that part. Uh, I must admit, we forgot to do our bold prediction. So, guys, we're going to do a bold prediction on each game. Um, hence why it's called bold prediction. It could be anything, you know. So, um, we'll quickly, quickly rewind quickly to the uh, the Washington Tampa game. Uh, so my ball prediction to get Jimbo just for that one. I know we talk about the Saints, but my ball yeah. prediction for that one is uh, Washington will hold uh, Drew Brees under 200 yards passing. I think their secondary is a bold prediction. I'm not saying if I really believe, you know, massively believe in that, but I reckon there is a chance they could really stop that passing attack. And I think they will hold that secondary and that defensive line that will help out massively yeah. will hold them under 200 yards. What do you reckon I'm, for that game? Your I'm going to go for Washington putting up. Uh, four sacks on Brady. I know that's huge with, with Bucks' offensive line. You know it's solid, but no, yeah, I'm gonna no I'm fit. gonna go for I'm gonna go for sacks. Fair dues. Uh, and to be fair, with the personnel they got, it's not out of reach. I just we'll I just think that Brady, Brady uh, not, yeah, Brady keeps the ball in the pocket a long time. They wait for players to develop, and I don't think they'll have that luxury this week that they've had against Atlanta and the Lions the last few weeks, and it'll be a bit of a. Potentially a bit of a shock for him early on. No, I agree with that one. Uh, and quickly forward into what the game has been talking about. Uh, bold prediction for the Bears and the Saints. Um, I must admit, it's a big bold prediction, um, not towards Chicago's way. Um, 
Alvin Kamara's an absolute stud. Um, I think he's, <laughs> I mean, the, the guy is mainly that, you know, that I just talked about, that he's integrated into the offense, they've molded that around him. Um, I think he will get 200 um, total yards, not just rushing yards, just total yards, receiving and uh, receiving and uh, rushing on that. I think he's definitely, I mean, over 200 yards on that game, I think is my bold prediction for that one. Uh, I'll, I'll sure take, you, um, if, you're, if you're leaning towards Chicago's way on a bold prediction, but I, I see it more um, nah. as much as Al Kamara's great uh, and 200 yards doesn't seem like I was a bold prediction in playoff time. You know that's when you've got to shine. So if he can do that, you know, to me that's a bold prediction. Uh, I'll sure take a clear Saints win. One. Clear Saints win by you know over 15 points. Over 15. I mean the, 15 the spread is one. you know the spread is only 10, but I think this could be a bit of a blowout. No, fair enough. So that's our bold prediction for that one. Passing interference. Defense. Spot of the foul. All right, Jimbo, moving on uh, to the last playoff game. Uh, so week 17 matchup, uh, LA Rams and the Cardinals. Um, bit, of a t- bit of a weird one. Um, obviously, Jared Goss injures. Um, can't remember what thumb it is, but uh, he's got uh, a thumb injury. Uh, I'm not sure what that's. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's, if it's his throwing. So yeah, with that, uh, sat out the game. Um, John Wolford, the backup, uh, came in. Uh, not sure if you watched much of the game on that one, Jim. But I watched it. Uh, everyone in the uh, end. I did see some clips. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with that one, um, a little bit weird one because uh, you know, wasn't the uh, he threw an awful interception. Uh, really early in the game, which uh, set up, funny enough, the, the Cardinals' only touchdown. Uh, but a main talking point in this game, um, as well as Goff being injured, Kyler Murray did uh, sit out uh, with an injury uh, for the rest of mo- pretty much most of the rest of the game. They tried chucking him, chucking him back into the game, uh, you know, when it was sort of too little, too late, sort of in the third quarter to try and get something going. Um, so he left the game injured um, after that touchdown. Uh, which I think really hindered the Cardinals. I think, you know, obviously yeah, their best, you know, we've watched Kyler Murray. I remember your words when you first watched him. He's an absolute monster. He is, for a small guy, he's got a great arm. He's mobile. He's a great scrambler. He can run with the ball. Um, and, yeah. he's, and his decision-making has been better. And as much as they've been up and down this year, they have, they've got some potential and they've got a franchise guy in this, uh, in that guy. Um, playing quarterback so you look at it now you know he missed out the game didn't play a lot of it their backup wasn't awful I mean you know not great he didn't really stretch the field enough the Cardinals couldn't run the ball either you're playing against the number one defense as well um, yeah you're you know, always going to struggle coming into that aren't you we can't we can't forget that as much as John, I'll give John Wolford credit uh, you know still over 200 yards I mean apart from that awful picky through he also ran pretty well. He scrambled well, you know, nearly running for 60 yards as well. Um, he improved you know, as the game went on, though, didn't he, at the end of the day? Yeah. Be, the, t- the, the decision-making was the main thing here for the Rams, um, for him and the offense, and he did, he, did, he did the job enough as he can. Obviously, you know, your best chance to win is obviously having Jared Goff in the game. Uh, hopefully, he can well. be... Uh, he could be... Well, I know you've got an opinion about Goff, but, uh, <laughs> you know, in terms of him and John Wolford, I know who I'd rather pick, but... I think Jared Goff, chances are, um, so um, Sean McVay has said he is day-to-day um, with that thumb injury. Hopefully, he'll be uh, back for, uh, for the playoff game he'll play. 
Um, but yeah, mainly for this game, uh, I'll talk about you know much going through it. The um, the defenses are stout. Um, I think Kyler Murray would have done a better job, but ultimately the defense prevailed and they were just outstanding. They got to the quarterback. Um, they were breaking up everything. You know, they just could not move that ball properly. Um, you know, I think they blocked a field goal as well. You know, they were outstanding on special. Yeah, everything going for it. It was quite a, as much as it wasn't a high-scoring game. Um, the Rams done what they needed to do. I think that's what you get with the Rams, own it. You know, a strong defense don't don't allow many points and a fairly I mean, weak offense. Don't get me wrong, their personnel was outstanding. You know, acquiring Leonard Floyd was a you know great move for them from uh, Chicago, former Georgia product. Um, you know, he he was outstanding. I think he got over ten sacks in the end uh, on the season. You know, you, you look at the play. You know, Aaron Donald is the, the best lineman in foot, defensive lineman in football without question. Um, you know, Jalen Ramsey in there as well. You know, they got certainly everything. Everyone else in between for that team is, is outstanding. So you look at what they've done. And it was quite an easy game for them. Um, moving forward, not too much to really talk about that other than Kyler Murray. Possibly, if he was playing, it could have been a different game. But uh, obviously, you know that didn't prevail. Unsportsmanlike conduct, fifteen yards. Moving on to the next one. So with uh, the game they'll be playing, so Seattle uh, clinched the NFC West uh, with that one. Twenty-six, uh, twenty-three. Sounds closer than it did. Um, Believe it or not, the 49ers were actually, you know, they were leading for a little while. And then finally, uh, to be fair, it was quite a low-scoring game till the fourth quarter. Then both teams sort of sprung to life. Um, absolutely, um, you know, took off. You know, I think yeah. I, I think Seattle scored 20 points in the fourth, something like that. You know, they, they really took off. Um, you know, as much as it was a really back-and-forth game, you know, defensively, then fourth quarter, things tied out. Uh you know, and, you, you know that's that's just Russell for you, don't it? It's one of the way to win. I mean, I'm not on this bandwagon. I mean, I mean, you you know, you've got to look at it in perspective. This guy has been since he's entered the league has had a winning season. Someone could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's pretty much every year since he's been in the league. He is just wins games. He gets him in the playoffs. He's obviously won the Super Bowl uh, in, in in style. I must admit against the Broncos that year. Um, I should have won it know, twice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, we won't go to play calls. Sorry, Seahawks fans. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna downplay on that too much. You know, you you got the team with Russell Wilson. He's a Hall of Famer to me, Um, Jimbo. You know, I don't you know I don't much people want to argue about that. He is. Oh yeah, yeah, massively. um, But in this game, I'm sorry, sort of chatting away. If you'll notice with me, I like to get chatting away into it. But uh, main thing for this game, I say, all come alive in the fourth quarter. Um, Tyler Lockett had a day. Uh, he uh, 12 catches, uh, 90 yards, and two touchdowns in the end. He had over 100 catches uh, this year. Um, shows how much he's moved. He how much he's improved as a weapon. He is outstanding. Um, you know, you got DK Metcalf, who's an, I mean, there's memes about the guy. The guy is like a linebacker playing receiver. He's an absolute monster, and he's and he's really improved this year in his second year. Um, but um, San Francisco kept him at bay. You know, he didn't have a massive game like, uh, today. And to be fair, the coverage was good on him. But Tyler Lockett took off. He had two touchdowns um, and effectively helped them win the game. You know, he had a really good game. Uh, you know, as much as they didn't have much success running the ball, um, we'll get on to that, how I think that's going to be a key for them um, coming up against the Rams again. It'll be the third time they're playing this year. 
Um, so, you know, not much to talk about that one, um, but basically a very feisty fourth quarter in the end. Uh, and I'll point out the last touchdown for San Francisco was a bit more in garbage time. You know, it wasn't really um, – it made it look closer than it did on that one, Jimbo, as much as I've yeah. talked about that. Any thoughts on that one? Yeah, no, you know, Russell Wilson find a way to win. Yeah, it was as uh, as simple as it's put, mate. I probably just should have said that and just moved on. Been been that that much easier. Um, But we'll go straight into it then. So, obviously, the game will be uh, in the wild cards. uh, This is the third time the Rams will play, uh, the Rams and Seahawks will play each other. Um, Obviously, Uh, the Rams being the wild card, they are the sixth seed, Seattle, the third seed. Um, I mean, the main questions here, I mean, we know we know the defense for the Rams. I mean, you know, Seattle struggled in the regular season, I believe, the results. I mean, they won a piece, but I think the most Seattle scored was 20 points. You know, so they're keeping them at bay. And, and I really think, you know, un- unless something else really turns up, which I'll point out in a second, you know, you look at the offense, it's very, you know, it's very in the middle. They're 17th overall. Um, you know, they, with that they managed attack, to they- sack uh, Russell Wilson, I think. It was it was a lot. Was it five times or something in both games? I think in either game, yeah. That you know that, that um, Seattle have had offensive line issues for a while. They've tried to rebuild it a few times now. It still hasn't been great. But that just to me shows you how amazing that that, that yeah. quarterback is. He's he's yeah. as much as he's mobile. We love it. Um, but he, his decision making is amazing. You know, he 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 he's great under pressure. He's um, one of the guys that doesn't it. really seem to affect. You know, he can get sacked three or four times, but he'll still come out, still throw the ball, still take his time over his read. You know, Absolutely. Still, Absolutely. Gets, still gets it done. Still Whereas, gets it you know, done. a lot of quarterbacks over the years, you know, they get sacked a few times and that's it. You know, they're, they're panicking every time they get, you know, get the ball. Massively. And I think, um, you know, he's been in this league long enough and he's been in, I think the main key for this, um, as much as, you know, if Goff plays, you know, Goff has been to a Super Bowl, you know, he's not inexperienced. I think one thing I do worry about, if Goff is not healthy and they will play Wolford again, I think this could be um, a struggle for the Rams, um, you know. Apart no, from Wilson defense, has won nine great. playoff games as well. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, I mean, Russell was in the playoffs. We, we don't even need to question it. Even Jared Goff. Jared Goff has won playoff games. Yeah, you know, true. he's been in playoff games. He's been to a Super Bowl. Um, funny enough, I was there. Funny enough, I, maybe a story for another time. I wasn't actually in the stadium, but, you know, and it was the most, I don't want to say boring Super Bowl, the most defensive Super Bowl I've probably ever watched. And lo and behold, I was there in a bar in Atlanta, uh, bloody watching it. So uh, That's a round for you. There, that one. But, that, you know, you know, we've got to remember this. You know, the Rams have been there before that, They've still got similar similar personnel. They've still got a great defense. Jared Goff's still the quarterback. You know, that apart from the two years ago where, you know, it was heartbreak for them in the final of the Super Bowl, you know, they're, they're still in it. As much as people favor Seattle here, I mean, I mean, let's go to you now. What, what, what are we looking at in terms of uh, the spread on that one? Well, the, uh, it's quite a tight, quite a tight spread. It's, uh, it's actually minus 2.5 and plus 2.5 uh, in favor right. of the Rams, in favor of the Seals. Sorry, Seals minus 2.5. I thought it'd be a bit tight. My best bet for this, and I think it's probably my best bet of the whole playoffs, really, is under 42.5 points, total points. Even money. You know, Rams do not put a lot of points up. And the Seahawks are going to struggle to put points up against the Rams. You know, it's it's two very good defenses going against each other. Uh, Yeah, 100%. I agree with you on that one. 
Uh, I think yeah, under definitely. under forty two point five gives you a massive massive angle, really. You know, first game they put up twenty nine points, and I think the second game it wasn't many more. It was exactly I haven't got to hand. I think it was thirty odd, thirty five, something like that. You know, so okay. it's it's yeah. going to be a defensive game. Yeah, that's I'll, I'll probably, I mean, yeah, I'll take you know, the Steelers. I think, I think I think we're prepared for that. You know, as much as we love, love to yeah. see. Goff and Wilson sling it and running around, you know, especially Wilson. I don't think I don't think it's going to happen. You know, they these two play each other enough. You know, this is why I like these division matchups in the in 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 the playoffs because they've played each other. Um, yeah. You know, they play each other twice a year. They know how you know they they know them better than anyone in terms of who they play in the schedule. Um, so you look at that. Um, I mean, one of the main questions I'll <laughs> I'll ask you in terms of personal, you know, some question I put down there. Do we think? Let Russ Cook has been the uh, the slogan. Well, it was when he was on his MVP run throughout the first first few games of the year. Let Russ Cook. Do we think Russ will? Do you think Russ will cook against this defense? Yeah, I, I think he'll get it done. I think you know, even if even if they do get pressure on him, he'll put up enough points to to see off the Rams. You know, they're not going to be tight the whole game. The Rams, you know, they are the best defense in the NFL. But yeah. you know they're playing against a quarterback who thrives on thrives on pressure, if you like. Yeah. Um, I, the I'll thing I'll say about the the Rams' offense, uh, especially with Goff, he uses the play action a lot. They're the, they've the team that have used the play action the most of the whole of the NFL. Seahawks okay. are actually second best defense against play action. Oh wow! Okay. So you know, as much as the Rams are going to be able to hold the Seahawks. Realistically, the Seahawks should be able to hold the Rams, you know, main point of attack. Yeah, I think, um, you know, if they get that run game going, I was going to, for me, for main prediction for this game, I mean, um, I'll go for my ball prediction in a second, but I think um, getting that run game going with mainly Chris Carson, um, you know, uh, obviously Russell running the ball as well, as well as, uh, as well as he's not used as much, you know, you, you know, and Alex Collins and Rashad Penny, that trio, but mainly Chris Carson. If you can get Chris Carson going in the run game, and like you said, you know that they they've used um, they've used that more than enough um, in that, and I really think Chris Carson is a big key here. Um, and I'll point out my bold prediction now. I really think if he can um, gain the momentum and he can get an edge, I really think he can go over 150 yards. Uh, as bad, and you might think I'm crazy saying against the defense. Bear in mind, it's third in the league, but it's a bold prediction, I know. But I think once the guy gets going, I like, I've, I've always liked Chris Carson. I think he's a great runner, yeah. um, a bit underrated, I think. Because um, and bear in mind, you've got to bet, you know, take into account that horrendous Seahawks line <laughs> as well. But that's my bold prediction. I think if he can scramble out and get the yardage, I think he can get over 150 yards in that game. Um, but ultimately, I think we're in a bit of agreement <clears throat> that we know that I think we, we're we leaning towards Seattle now. And I think, like you said, especially on that price as well, um, I think we know what way are, you know, we definitely would swing in, in that respect on that on that front. Yeah, I mean, my, my bold prediction is going to be uh, Wilson is, for me, he's going to get sacked four or five times. You know, this, this is what the Rams have done to him both times, but he'll still yeah. find a way to win the game. Holding number 55. We're into the AFC now, uh, the AFC wildcard games. Uh, so, I mean, I, to me personally, uh, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to all these games. Uh, this is going to be my favourite one, um, I must admit. I, I don't know if it's because I've got a soft spot for the Browns because 
they're that shit. Or that, no, I'm not now. <laughs> sorry, they used to yeah. be that shit. We've seen them throughout. I mean, met multiple drafts, multiple seasons of just absolutely trying to find their franchise quarterback. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you've seen uh, knocking about on social media. There's a picture of a Cleveland Browns fan that he bought originally an old jersey with a quarterback on it. I can't remember who it was at the time. There've been so right. many. And he's literally put masking tape over each one over <laughs> the years. And it's something like, I, th- I think it's something like 18 different starting quarters. It's, it's absolutely it really is. It really has been where quarterbacks go to die, isn't it? As well as, as, as very true as that is, I'd argue Jacksonville. But I'll argue that point. Yeah. They're in the playoffs. Baker Mayfield, as much as I think a lot of people still want questions about him, I, you know, I still do a little bit. The guy has produced eleven wins for the team this year. You know, as much as it's a team yeah. game, you know he he's been he's been he's been playing better. As much as you know, people have really gone and and at him. You know, there was a few games this year, and you, and I've watched him, and you think, you know, what are you doing? But then he produces games of brilliance where you know it's he can. Yeah, I think that, the team that consistency will come though, won't it? You know, you I know, believe massively. I believe massively. You know, um, he he's like I mean, don't be wrong. He's got a great run game behind him. You've got Nick Chubb. Out of Georgia, who's absolutely—I mean, he's a stud. I said to you, I loved him. He should have been a first-round pick over Sony Michelle. He is like amazing. Out of the two Georgia running backs, I loved Nick Chubb. He, I loved watching him. You know, he helped get a national uh, title game for Georgia. Um, if people didn't realise, I am a Georgia fan in terms of college football. Um, but yeah, this game—it's um, a bit of a different one, Jimmer. So you know, they fed—you know—they fed Nick Chubb um, again. Another hundred-yard game. Uh, Kareem yeah. Hunt had a bit of a quiet game, but you know, I mean, I think overall, I think it must have been nearly, yeah, just under 200 yards rushing. They're such a run based team, you know, as much as Baker can sling the ball, you know, if that run game doesn't work, that's that's where I think Baker's had his struggles, really, um, for me personally, watching him. Um, yeah. You know, Nick Chubb's a stud, he can catch out the backfield. Same with Kareem Hunt. I'd argue they're possibly the best duo uh, in the NFL in terms of running backs. I think the good thing about this Russian attack, it does take a lot of the pressure off Mayfield going into his first playoff game. Massively. I think massively. And I think, um, you know, we'll get into the questions in a second. Um, I think the main bit of news, funny enough, it's, um, we looked at it today, um, funny enough, didn't we, where uh, you couldn't pick a worse time. I mean, it's the first time in 18 years. Cleveland Browns are in the playoffs. And lo and behold, they get a COVID outbreak. Where they've had to shut the facility for the time being. I'm not sure of the whole specs of situation, but I know they've shut down the facility um, because they believe at the time. I think it's between. Uh, I know that Kevin Stefanski will not be there. That's the main guy. He's the head coach. He has helped yep. this team into He's, a winning he team. He calls the offense certainly. It's a massive. It is a massive blow. As much as um, you know, you you know you, you you the reason why you. You employ a head coach, you want them at the game, you know. <laughs> as much as you can get guys and players to do their job, you know, um, he's not going to be there. Um, I think uh, apparently two unnamed coaches um, and two players. I know one of the players is Pro Bowl guard Joel Batonio. Um, and bear in mind that that uh, Cleveland Browns offensive line is, which has helped Baker, I must admit, you know, the reason why they're doing and hence why the rushing game is amazing. I think they're second in the league. Yeah. Um, they're ranked first in pass and rush. You know, they're a fantastic O-line. That's a big loss to me, you know, as much as, um, I, I, you know, I, I had quite a big thing on the Browns, but this is, 
This is huge, you know. You know, yeah. it, it, it takes one team to get an outbreak, and they've had an outbreak. And uh, you know, they're, they're they're playing it cautiously. Certain coaches will not be at that game, and certain players will not be in that game. I will point out. Feel, you have a, I will point you've, out. You've got to feel for the fan base as well. You know, yeah, oh, first massive, playoff oh, game massive, in eighteen massive, years. Massive, you know, absolutely. and they can't go. A massive, ma- absolutely. And I'll point out just before. Um, the NFL have um, commented, and, and and the game will go ahead that unless yeah. unless something drastic happens and the rest of the team gets here, um, <laughs> they are they're, they're planning to go ahead because there was um, questions about the NFL possibly postponing. Uh, they said that that can't happen. They're going to go ahead. Um, I think the game has to go game. ahead. Really, you know, every side's had to deal with this this year at one point or another. Every side's yeah. had positive tests. It's bad Obviously, enough. It's the worst I mean, possible time it's come, but. Yeah, At the end of the day, um, you know that's 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 your luck. Yeah, it's uh, it's very unfortunate. Um, as much as you know, you know, I think Batonio, as much as you know, I'm not saying he is, you know, the outs, the be and end of that offense. He's a massive piece. You know, if you yeah. take one cog of that offensive line, it, it you know it can, it, it it can fail. You know, um, I've seen teams, you know, they've massively consistency is key. They've played together all year. Um, you know, in terms of less of injuries of the offensive line, they've been ranked so high. They've been they've been great keeping Baker Mayfield clean. They've been great giving Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt fucking run uh, holes to run through. They've been outstanding. So this could be a massive blow, you know, to yeah. this game. I mean, if we're looking into the questions now, um, are the Browns there for the taking? I mean, as much as you know, I, it's I not, really think it's, they it's, are. It's, I mean, it, the other it's thing not like Baker Mayfield's out, out. You know. But it's a case of where, as well, where the head coach is not going to be there, and certain other coaches, you know, that that, that is still yeah. mentally that's a big blow. I think the other thing you've got to take into account: the Pittsburgh have just come off of a week where, you know, they've rested the majority of their, you know, main, you know, they've rested Roethlisberger. You yeah, know. this is true. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> as much as talk about that game, they're going to be fresh. Uh, yeah, this is it. I think you know um, Pittsburgh. As much as everyone. And I'm on that bandwagon of thinking that they've really been off the past three to four games. Um, apart from that big comeback against Indy in week 16, they haven't really shown why they're a 12 and 14. I must admit, you know, as much as I like Big yeah. Ben, I like the team, you know, I think they're, you know, they've got a chance this year. Um, they could upset a few people, I think, you know, depending if they get past the Browns. But, you know, you, you like you said, they're, they're rested up, they're healthy. Um, and I think, and again, this is a divisional game. Uh, I, I love the divisional playoffs. I love it. I love the fact that you're getting division games, uh, division teams, sorry, playing against each other in the playoffs. Um, it just makes it better because they know each other and, and then they are better games because they do not like each other. You know, yeah. they, it's a division game. You don't like who you're playing. You're never going to. I so, think we have got I, to remember as well, the, the Browns did lose to the Jets recently. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, this, <laughs> I mean, this is it. I mean, if you're going to lose to that, uh, that unfortunate uh, sorry so, you know, uh, Jets fans I do feel for you but that sack of shit yeah as, as horrible as that is shit, for Jets fans <laughs> it's bad I mean yeah it was a bad bad result in that, in that respect yeah. I mean and, but and just they've limped you know, over the line against the Jags and the Texans as well this year oh massively absolutely massively and I've you know and only just you know and, and I you know you look at the as much as I mean, don't be wrong. They're eleven and five, Jim. If you win the game, you win the game. But I think you know, yeah. come to the playoffs, it all changes. But I, I do agree with you. As much as I, I like the Browns. I really do. I think they've got a real big chance here to really ups. You know, they are. You know, they're the underdog here. They're going to up. Well, that yeah. was according to your spread, but uh, upset the Steelers here. 
Um, so you're going to look at that. And uh, just a quick one on the game they played, um, just gone. Um, as much as it was 24-22, um, you know, you had Mason Rudolph, didn't have a bad game. I'll say about a bad game. We didn't have, we had a very good game, to be fair. You know, he, 300 yards passing, a couple of touchdowns. Um, he threw a little bit of a dodgy pick um, come towards the end. Um, wasn't great. Um, they couldn't run the ball much. Even James Connor is proving not to be the solution at running back. It's a shame because his yeah. story's great. Big cancer, you know, he was um, he was a great running back um, coming out of college. Um, I should know he was coming out of college, but um, couldn't uh, figure out the team name there. But um, yeah, he's um, you know he's not their solution. So you know, as much as you know, they've struggled struggled to run the ball all year. Um, yeah. That is literally. Funny enough, they are the worst in the league, and and as fun, and I thought we were bad. <laughs> they are worst in the league uh, running the football, um, yeah. and it, and I think that could pay dividends. As much as you, I I trust the ball in Big Ben's hands. Um, the the thing is, as well, the they've got they've got a good line. They've got Ben Roethlisberger. They get the ball out early. Yes, the running game will take a hit, but I still think that Ben can put up enough points. Massively, massively. And as much as, uh, and this sounds a bit bit mad, um, you know, you look at this Browns offense just quickly, just in that game, Chubb got over 100 yards, you know, the receivers uh, weren't here more uh, more everywhere. Um, Jarvis Andrew finally I've got a rushing touchdown on the, on the reverse play um, in that game. Um, you've got Austin Hooper, former Falcon, that was there. Um, I like their offense. You know, they've got, you've got Jarvis Landry in there. You've got a great running game. You've got, uh, funny enough, Pickles Jones actually, He's actually a pretty nice little weapon for for Baker Mayfield. You know, he's got weapons on that offense. So, you know, in terms of yeah. what I look at, I, I like the, the Browns offense, obviously, a lot more than Pittsburgh. Um, but obviously, um, it, it's going to be a really tough one. I mean, I think the main question here for me, uh, especially to you, Jimbo, do, do you really think Pittsburgh can slow down Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? Yes. Yes, I, I do. I think, you know, with the, with the guard missing as well, you know, it's a big yeah. hole for the Browns. You know, their coach, their head coach is missing, who calls the offensive plays, I believe. It, it truly is an offence for his defence, and I think that the Steelers' defence is capable I mean, of dealing look, with the, the offence. I mean, offense. look, they're still top 10, you know, they're a top 10 defence in both categories. You know, they're, they're top 10 against the run. Um, they're really high on uh, and the pass as well. So, you know, I think, yeah. I think Mayfield could struggle a little bit. You're also bringing back... The, lead, the reigning sat leader in TJ Watt, who's an absolute monster. <laughs> I think it, you know I, mean? I think it was. Um, I think the Steelers have actually blitzed more than any other team, um, which obviously puts pressure on a young quarterback. I mean, exactly, and and they lead the league in sacks with fifty six. You know what I mean? So they they really are that. Uh, you know that defense can get after them. So it's going to be interesting. Obviously, like I said, they've played each other twice this year. Um, but I do like the, this is my favourite game. This is my game of the week. I, I think it's going to be a great game um, moving forward with that. Um, so, like I said, um, you think the Browns are there for the sake? And I really think, I mean, what, what are we looking at? Um, so, Fred, um, six, minus 6.5 for Steelers uh, is, is the even money shot. Um, for me, I think that'll drift as well. I think that obviously with the COVID issues the Browns have got, I think that that will be higher come, come game day. Mm. Um, I must admit, Jim, me, I, 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 from that, from straight away, so just spot in there, just from uh, yeah. yeah, literally, like you've just said, 
it could ch- it probably massively change uh, pending the COVID issues that come out of uh, the Browns facility, uh, even more with the news on that one. Um, I'll, I mean, the spread against the Browns, I mean, I, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't mind taking that right now. You know what I mean? That's not a bad... And you think it's going to rise, you know? I, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sold on the Browns on, on, on that front, just on the spread alone. Yes, yeah, see, I, I'm Pittsburgh minus 6.5 all day long. I think that, that, you know, I think that they will they will be too good for the Browns. No, fair enough. I think we're in a, in a bit of a, on a disagreement on that one, but that's absolutely fine. Um, yeah. But on that uh, front... I do think that um, under 46 total points has got potential, you know. I can't see the Browns putting many points on the Steelers, to be honest. And I, Steelers ain't the highest scoring offence, you know. No. I think it could be another, no. you know, another low scoring game, really. And uh, yeah, I'll, like I say, I'll take the Steelers minus 6.5, which I think will increase by game day and under 46 total points. Fair enough. No, good, good on that one. On that one for you. Um, last question for that game. Um, as I think, you know, uh, and, you know, we're going to talk about Baker Mayfield because I think, um, you know, you're looking at a team, you know, especially since we've been following the league and probably a few people before that as well. This team has been an absolute mess, you know. Yeah. They've gone through, not only just got a quarterback carousel, you know, they've gone through, you know, <laughs> a, a field. Yeah, he, he, we'll talk about that maybe in another podcast, but uh, yeah, he, uh, he didn't really work out from an old, and you know, long story short, I was quite sold on the guy. Anyway, uh, shows how much I knew about that guy on I that one. Say. And man's out, Johnny Football didn't work out for them. Just to note, yeah. one quarterback, Jim, but there's 13 of the fuckers. All right, they were all crap. <laughs> um, you know, you're looking at that. Baker Mayfield's finally turning the page. As much as you know, even in his rookie year, finally wins a game, uh, wins games for the team. Uh, last year, falling a little bit short, um, but a bit of back and forth, up and down year. They finally, you know, they're finally in a win record. They're eleven and five. They're in the playoffs. Um, how big do you think this is towards Mayfield's career? You know, you, as much as I don't be wrong, I think a loss is not going to deter him. No, I think the Browns, as much as there is questions about Mayfield, I think he is the Browns' guy. As much as you know, yeah. I, I don't see why the Browns should be for the first time in eighteen years. Well, possibly sixteen years should be targeting a quarterback in the draft. You know, so. Yeah, no, he's, look, he's won, he's won 11 time. games in a very tough division. You know, it, this playoff game will serve as good experience for him. I, you know, I don't think he's going to win, but I don't think it will actually affect him going forward. I think that it's it's positive experience. He's won 11 games this year. You know, they've got to give him a chance now. Unsportsmanlike conduct, 15 yards. Right, moving on to the next game. Uh, so, talking about the Week 17 game, so... Indy uh, got in, uh, I think, for the first time in a couple of seasons, I think. I could be completely wrong there. Uh, anyway, they beat a helpless, you know, your, as much as, you know, take the piss on there, your, your second team, as you uh, as you love to, uh, you've got a soft spot for the Jags, don't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't know yeah, why. I always, always like the Jags. Um, don't looking know why. to uh, first pick, really. Be interesting. I bet you are. Uh, it'd be interesting, especially for us as well, because obviously it I might think, affect us you know, before. But... Just, just quickly going off, you know, I know we're completely off topic there. I think Fields the other day in, in the college game actually sort of proved that he's going to put pressure on Lawrence in the combine. And, you know, well, we'll do story a for another day. But... That one, but yeah, story for another day. But yeah, I've, um, well, we watched that game, didn't we? Um, stayed up late. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, 
yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting. It kind of, uh, yeah, definitely turned our heads a bit, should we say? And I think I'm yeah. obviously a lot of the, a lot of people's heads in that game. But that's, that's a story for another day. Um, but yeah, quite quite straightforward for India. As much as um, as much as it was really, I mean, the main talking point is Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, a rookie uh, rookie from Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin sorry, um, absolutely. All right, LB, it's the Jags. And, uh, yeah. you know... Still, when, when was it, 250 yards? Uh, 253 yards and three scores. Um, uh, sorry, not three scores, two scores. Um, he was an absolute beast. Uh, all they did, really, it, they fed in the ball and it, he was just outstanding. And uh, as much as I say, as much as it's the Jags, um, you know, he with that game, he finished third in the, end, in the league in rushing. Um, you know, not definitely unbelievable year for the rookie, hundred percent. And yeah. I really think with this game moving forward, he is key to the to, to the Colts in the in their in their game in their playoff game. Um, but not much really to talk about Jacksonville or being Jacksonville. Um, you know, they had Mike. They played. I think they played Mike Lennon in the end of quarterback. Um, you got a soft spot for some reason. Well, I don't know why you, you've even got a soft spot for him. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> The bloke is absolutely fucking uh, useless. He's a very poor man's Matt Ryan, should we say? Oh, right. I know. I mean, a very, very poor man. Right. Yeah. Well, Jacksonville don't seem to be poor, but you know, I'll, 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 uh, yeah, maybe we'll move on from that one. I don't really have much comment on that on what you've just said there. And we'll go to that after (laughs) after this podcast. Not going to hear you on the listeners listening here, here, here. Hearing me and Jimbo going on about how bad, well, how good such bad Mike Lennon is, I'm not going to go into that. Um, I mean, the only team to actually capitalise on it was the fucking Bears actually offering them a contract, which was probably the worst money spent in the history of the league. Uh, anyway, moving on. So, yeah, easy win. Uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor was a talking point. Uh, it's 28-14. Um, you know, this Colts, this Colts offence is, you know, I mean... It's not as much as you know. I was quite skeptical, you know. Rivers going, I didn't know how it was going to play out. Um, you know, solid guy. You know, he's been in the league long enough. Um, yeah. They've got a top ten offense. You know, they're, they're respectively just on the bracket. They're they're eleventh in respectively in pass and run, and, and you know they're they're in the top ten. You know, they can run the ball when needed to. Rivers can throw over three hundred to four hundred yards a game. They've got that option there for them. So as much as they are the seventh seed, they're still they finished eleven and five. I'm not saying it's a dark horse. Uh, you know, you know they're going to be playing. You know, we'll get into that in a minute. They're going to be playing Buffalo, but you know it's one of the hard, probably the hardest matchup in this wildcard game. But you know, they're not to be sniffed at. You know, you, you look at that. Their offense is great um, on that. But yeah, not much really to talk about on that Jacksonville game other than Jonathan Taylor being an absolute stud. Delay of game! Five-yard penalty. We come to uh, Buffalo and like I said, we talked about uh, briefly in the recap of uh, Week 17. Uh, Miami, all they had to say, all they had to do, they had to beat Buffalo to to get in, to get into the playoffs. Um, I watched, uh, I watched Hearts, Jim Barden, I've, I've done much of the game you watched, um, but <laughs> well, the 56-27 sort of says it all. I mean, I mean, you know, you sort of look at this team and uh, arguably, I mean, other than the... They are the best, um, you know, we've got to point out, um, I know 
Billy from Dalup from the Blitz is a is a Bills fan. Um, and I'm on his bandwagon. I think the Bills have the best chance to um it's, it's certainly... They have the best chance to throw Kansas City massively. Um, yeah, it's certainly you know that. up there with the best passing offense in the league. Oh, like, massively! I mean, best. you know, oh, uh, I mean, other than their run game, you know, and, and bear in mind, Josh Allen can run anyway. <laughs> Doesn't seem to affect them that much. Their run game is probably where the question mark is. Uh, but other than that, I mean, he was solid enough. Didn't have to do much. I mean, he still threw three touchdowns. Um, they chucked Matt Barkley in in the end just to finish the game off. That's how much they were winning by. Um, Stephon, I mean, that offense I like, you know, you got Stephon Diggs, uh, respectively finishing uh, first and, uh, sorry, first in receptions and first in yardage. Um, as much as I like Stephon Diggs, I didn't think I'd be saying that, but he, um, they, you know, they traded with uh, Minnesota for that, uh, for him. And he's been outstanding. He's been uh, Josh Allen's go-to guy. Um, John Brown on the outside. Even Greg, I mean, I'm going to resist I think him. it's, I think it's shown this year where Josh Allen has really taken <clears throat> off. You know, I think his his completion percentage has gone from something like fifty-five percent to seventy percent or something like that. I think it's shown that he's had a few more weapons. You know, it just shows that you know they they've matured him enough. I think if, if, I think I've got a bit of credit wrong, but I think it was seventh overall they picked him. Uh, in 2018 and you look at what they've nurtured and he is he is outstanding um you know you could tell the talent was there um and he's just been outstanding and he is there he is a guy <clears throat> i mean you know other, other than this game i'll just quick, quickly keep going about this game um isaiah mckenzie from their former georgia product he got three touchdowns that game um i'll come back to him because i think he's going to be a bit of a key come come playoff time against the colts um their defense is um is where sort of question marks lie a little bit. I mean they're okay. Then you know they've got some good players on there. I like some of their players on that team. Some underrated players as well. Um, but in terms of rankings, um, I think you know that that's where their their struggles are. The defense um, has but, improved but, though. I think that they, I think it said that they were sort of top ten units since since about week seven. You know they they've improved massively. Yeah, uh, and this is it. Momentum is massive. I mean, no disrespect. If you, unless they get scored plus 50 or points, you ain't going to beat them, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Buffalo yeah. can put up that, that, them type of numbers. Um, it ain't going to matter what the defense does. That's how good this Josh Allen and this offense is. So going into this game, as much as, you know, I think a lot of people, including probably me and you, um, we're going to your betting corner in a minute. Um, we do favour, obviously, Buffalo. You know, they're the second seeds. India, obviously, the, the, the wildcard spot in the seven, seventh seed. Um, but they are both two top 10 offences. As much as um, uh, Buffalo haven't had a massive great job running the ball, they're still in, they're still in the top 10, you know. Um, they're top 10 offence. Um, it's a top 10 offence as well for, for Indy. Um yeah, I think as much as I do think Buffalo will prevail, I think they're just too much too strong for the Colts. Um, I think the uh, no, I think the key no, to we... this game is is the the Colts are quite a poor pass defensive side. You know they've they've allowed a lot of yards and playing the Bills, they are going to you know capitalize on that. You're you're, you're parting a a poor defense. A poor pass defense against the arguably the best, you know, passing offense in the league. So, massively, I think that's the yeah. key to this game. 
Yeah, massively. And, uh, and I agree with you on that one because like I say that uh, the way the Bills have been going, there's no been chance of stopping them. They just keep oozing points. Um, they're on a complete roll. Um, and like I say, their defence is playing when it matters as well. So they're on the roll at the moment as well. Um, as much as I don't want to say don't sniff them out, um, we'll go to the first question on that one. So um, do you really think realistically an upset is on the cards for Indy? No. Um, I, I think this is going to be a Bills win. Um, you know, I think they're going to put some points up and I think their defence will hold hold well enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard, hard to argue, like you said, um, especially against, um, you know, like you said, that they've struggled against the pass all year. Um, you know, defensively, that's literally been their struggles. Other than that, they've been fine, but they get passed on all the time. And I think that's half the problem. You know, you're looking at what yeah. that is their weakness. That is what Buffalo has been great at all year. Um, and I said, with the weapons he's got, I will point out Isaiah McKenzie is, you know, I think he's going to be, as much as he has been in, integrated as much, he's going to be, he's a change of pace guy. He got three touchdowns in this game against Miami. I think he could he could be an option. You know, he he, he could he could produce some numbers. As much as it's always, you know, it's Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis. I get yeah. that. They're the main guys, including John Brown as well. Isaiah McKenzie could could be the guy to to split open maybe that Colts defense um, coming up to that game. Uh, we'll move on to your betting corner. So, what, so what we're looking at in this game uh, as of from now? Yeah, so the the spread is actually minus seven bills, which I'm quite I'm quite strong on minus seven bills. Uh, Eleven to ten available. You know, I think they're going to put points up. Uh, also, they've got the momentum going into the game. And also, I quite like over 52.5 total points. Um, just over even money. You know, I think Bills are going to put plenty up. The Colts got a good offence as well. It's not the, not the strongest defence on, on either side of the ball. Um, yeah, so I'll take over 52 points. Going to be a high-scoring game. Well, we hope it is anyway, because I think uh, yeah, that's what we all want to see, especially uh, in this one. want to see Jonathan Taylor go off for maybe another 200 yards. never know. Um so we'll go on to Ori on that one. Uh, the bold prediction for this game, though, I must admit, uh, for me, it's Isaiah McKenzie. I think he's going to have a repeat. He's going to have another three touchdowns. I think that's how much he's going to exploit that Colts defense. For me, uh, he is that going to be that guy as a bold prediction for me. What about you, Jimbo? What are you thinking? I'll take a mega, mega game for Josh Allen. Uh, we'll have, I'll go four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Um, See, and just a solid you know, overall game as well. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. You know, it's my bad. As much as, you know, we've probably seen Josh Allen probably throw, <laughs> probably throw four touchdowns quite a lot. But yeah, come playoff time, must yeah. admit as well, um, you know, this is going to be a big game for him as well. Um, like I say, I do think they are the biggest threat to uh, dethroning uh, Kansas City. Uh, especially uh, in the AFC, um, and definitely they're in their Super Bowl window massively. And, that. and automatic first down. Right, so coming up to the last one, Jimbo. So we've got the Tennessee Titans uh, playing Baltimore uh, in the la- in the last AFC playoff game. Uh, we'll go for their Week 17 games. So um, yeah, real wacky game. Um, Tennessee Houston. Long story short, Tennessee took a lead. Um, I think they were winning like 31. I think it was like 31 10 at some point. Um, then Houston just come out of nowhere and just Deshaun Watson, who 
I mean, I know, I know how highly you are on him. I know how highly I am on him. He's an absolute. I think he is a little bit wasted at Houston. You know, a lot of yeah. people will say that. Um, he, but he's an absolute stud. Um, you know, you know, see how he, you know, progresses and everything. But he, he was outstanding. Uh, near uh, three hundred sixty-five yards, uh, three touchdowns. Um, but the main talking point, as much as Tennessee just won by a field goal, uh, we have to talk about him. I mean, this this man who is he is a he is a <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. I've never seen a running back like this man. Like he is just an absolute tank. Yeah. Like how on earth do you? Put it this way, no one can stop him. The bloke ran for 2,000 yards this year. He's the eighth player in history to ever do it. Um, this game alone, he ran for 250 yards and two scores. He is just outstanding. And it's just, he. he we know how much it means to this offense. He is, you know, they're, they're ranks, the reason yeah. why they're ranked second in the league in, in rushing is because of him. It is, you know, there's no doubt about it. You know, it is a one-man wrecking crew with Derek Henry. Um you know, 41-38, it was a very close game. As much as um, Tennessee had the lead, they they did just, just get away with it. But, you know, at the end of the day, they got what they had to do, get it done. Well, yeah, uh, well, yeah, because we, for our draft stock, we would have got the third pick um, if Texans won. But Deshaun Watson couldn't pick up the goods, unfortunately. He'd done his best, but um, not much going from there. Uh, moving on, not really much to talk about this game at all. Um Baltimore absolutely done what they needed to do in Cincinnati, which was wipe the floor with them. Um, it was never a contest. I mean, Cincinnati scored three points. Uh, main talking points really for that game: Lamar Jackson went over a thousand yards. Um, uh, again, I think he done it last year. That's incredible. I mean, you know, we think of, I mean, low, low reminisce. We weren't supporting the Atlanta back in the days. You know, I mean, we we weren't following the NFL, but obviously when Mike Vick was. Uh, was the uh, the mark the, the benchmark? You know, he was that guy. He ran a thousand yards in the season. He was that running quarterback. Yeah. Um, you look at what Lamar Jackson's doing. Um, and to be fair, as much as you know, you look at just quickly. You look at Baltimore. They were a number one seed last year. Uh, this is why this game I think is so interesting because you have got the t- Titans who upset them last year and went on a nice player front of the championship game and knocked Baltimore out um, in the divisional round. And I think and that uh, Henry actually had a monster game as well, didn't he? Uh, in that game, uh, I, I don't know the stats from that game, but he most likely did. I mean, th- th- I think one thing I like about this Titans offense, as much as it is Derek Henry, we know that. Everyone knows that. Ryan Tannehill, as, you know... What, it's you been know, solid. It's been solid. His journey's weird. It's, it's wacky. You know, he got drafted really a top 10 pick by Miami uh, in, in 2012. Um, it didn't work out there. You know, I, I can't think of the teams he's been in between. Um, but finally fell to Tennessee. And the system works, you know, as much as, yes, Derek Henry is running, rushing for 2,000 fucking yards, you know, as much as you're going to get a running back running that much, you're going to have success. But their offense is nothing. I mean, as much as I, you know, I mean, apart from the stats, you know, they've got AJ Brown, who I love on the outside. He's, he's to me, a poor man's Julio. He looks exactly the same. He's outstanding as a player. Um, he's great. He's had a good year. Corey Davis is not to be sniffed out. I think he was a top, I think it was a top five pick, funny enough, um, a few years ago. Um, but seems to be, 
integrating in that offense enough. Tannehill does just enough with that run game and can move that ball vertically when it needed. Takes a, it takes a lot of pressure off him having a guy like Henry in there, you know. Massively. It, it makes Massively. his job a lot easier. <laughs> but when it comes down to it, I'll give him credit where credit's due. Tannehill can produce the goods and, and he's proven it. Um, so as much as I'm not, you know, no one's going to be as high on him, you know, we're going to give him his, his credit where credit's due. Now we look into this game. Like I just mentioned, last year, Baltimore were the number one seed, 14-2. and two. Tennessee come in as a massive underdog, a massive underdog, um, and, completely took, and again, completely took over the game. And they won the game, knocked Baltimore out last year, um, even took a lead against Kansas City in the championship game, which we'll get into another time. But, you know, this team can play in the play. I think this is what I'm pointing out. This team can play in the playoffs. This is why this game's so intriguing. You look at what Baltimore have. The best thing about these teams, they're top, they're both top in the NFL in rushing. You have Derek Henry, a man, one man wrecking crew for Tennessee. Um, and then you've got Baltimore, who, as much as Lamar Jackson's got a thousand yards, you've got a fantastic rookie running back in J.K. Dobbins from Ohio State. He's fantastic. Um, you've got Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram, who's a veteran who can run the ball. I think what Baltimore, makes it even more intriguing is both sides have actually got very bad rush defenses as well. Well, this is it. You look into this game right now. Um, bar, uh, well, you look at bar. I mean, I mean, Baltimore are still in the top ten in terms of rushing. Um, they got not bad defensive front. I like their line, but in terms of Tennessee, they do struggle against the run. They're only ranked uh, they ranked nineteenth in the league. Um, so I think they, unless they can tackle. Well, I mean, this is the thing. Tennessee, as much as I think they could struggle, they've proven they can beat Baltimore. I don't think this is going to be a juggernaut game where. Tennessee look at Baltimore as a juggernaut. They will look at them as another game. They've beaten them before and to produce the goods. And uh, this is where I think a little bit of difference in mentality comes in because I think the pressure is massively on Baltimore. You know, yeah, you look at yeah, Lamar Jackson has been outstanding as much as people have uh, had their questions, especially when he first started. He's been outstanding. He is unbelievable player. And you look at what he's achieved. You can't knock it. But this is, I mean, the questions going into this game, can Lamar get the playoff monkey off his back? If he can win this game, which is not going to be easy, Titans are going to be well up for this and think they can beat, the, you know, they can push aside the Ravens. Do you, you know, can, can Lamar do it? Do you think Lamar can do it with the, with the way uh, the Ravens are going? They've won their last five yeah. as well. I think it's a very, very tight game. Um, obviously, Tennessee have beat them twice, last twice they've played them. Yeah. Um, but I think that the momentum the swings in the Ravens' though, right? favour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think the uh, momentum swings in the Ravens' favour. I think they're, uh, you know, they've got more weapons, if you like, not necessarily better weapons, but they've got more weapons. You know, they can spread the ball about a little bit more, and you know, they've probably got a three-prong Russian attack. I mean, I, I do I mean, think I'm... that they are better defensively, the Ravens as well. Yeah, I mean, it's a top 10 defence, without a doubt. They're averaging 19 points a game. Um, they're top 10 in both stats um, of passing rushing. They're, they're outstanding. They've got, some, they've got some outstanding players. I mean, it's not even arguable. You know, the, the line's great. The secondary is even better. <laughs> I love the secondary they have. Um, it is really a case of how um, how Lamar can play because, like I say, he's got an opportunity. Titans... As much as they've beaten them before, Titans aren't great against the run. Lamar, you know, 
Baltimore yeah. as a team have rushed over for three thousand yards this year. That's insane. Yes, I, I think he'll step up this. I think he'll step up this year. This time round, he's got that experience from last year. I, you know, I, I don't admit, think pressure will get the better of him, and I think he'll step up and make get the job done this year. I must admit, I do think um, if he if if he can if he can dethrone the Titans in this game, I really do not want to play Baltimore because I really think his confidence is going to skyrocket, and I think they're going to be inc- even more incredibly hard to beat. Because as much as uh, you know, we've talked about Buffalo. I mean, I'm on that Buffalo bandwagon, you know, uh, yeah. same with Kansas City. They're always going to perform with, with, with Mahomes and that whole team they have. Everything's going well for them. Yeah, I don't think as much, considering the, uh, the Ravens were the number one seed last year, there's not been as much hype um, around them. But they are hitting their stride when they need to. They've won the last five. Yeah. Um, and they are, and I really think if they can beat the Titans, um I, I wouldn't want to play him. I really do not want to play now. You know, over the Titans, they have got that sort of depth where I think the Ravens would go further than the Titans. You know, Massively. this game aside, it's it's potentially one of them where it's a bit of a bogey game for the Ravens. You know, they haven't won the playoff game last year. But, yeah. you know, that this win would breed confidence and it would, even, it would take that momentum even further. Massively. And I think, uh, you know, the more we look at everything going forward, um, to me, uh, you know, th- this is my um, my dark horse. Um, this team, uh, to me, not Baltimore, um, more to Tennessee. As much as I, I've pointed out how much I think this could be massive if Tennessee win, I think they could go on a really big, big playoff run. I, I like Tennessee in this game. As much as, you know, we- we've been talking about Baltimore, I really think the Titans have the Ravens number they have for the past couple of games, including in big time games, uh, including obviously the playoffs from last year. And you look at what they're doing. And I, I love that. Obviously Derek Henry is an absolute stud. I don't think as much as yes, Ravens are great against the run. You're still not going to, I don't think you're going to stop Derek Henry enough to uh, jinx the momentum for the Titans. I think that they're going to run, they're going to run the ball effectively Tannehill's going to do just enough. I really like Tennessee in this game. So if you go straight to you on the on the spread yeah, on that one, I'm going to disagree. I mean, the Ravens it's a, it's tight on the spread. The Ravens minus three point five, uh, Tennessee plus two point five. So it's it's a tight spread. I I think the Ravens have got enough to get the job done. I think they've got more we- they've got more weapons. They've got more variety. Yes, Derek right, Henry, yeah. you know is. Oh, but he's probably I, I, I the best player you. in the game. I agree with you, and and I think um, I mean look, like you're going to point out the Ravens have a great top ten, top ten uh, run defense. I think was one thing we're really forgetting. Uh, as much as Baltimore great running the ball, and 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 Lamar Jackson can throw the ball, I have no doubt. But yeah, they are so heavy on that on the run game. I mean, I mean the stats says it all. As much as they are great offense, they're they're ranked they're ranked last in in the past. They're ranked last, you know, and as much as we're not going to say it's going to affect the game because we know Lamar Jackson can throw the ball. They've got some nice weapons. I love uh, Hollywood Brown on the outside. Mark Andrews tight end has been great, Um, but they are solely on that run. So if Tennessee, who are only ranked, you know, you look at their run defense this year, it's not great. It's been okay, but not great. If they can hold up Lamar and force him to throw, that's where they're going to win this game. That's how I think of it personally, anyway. So my bold prediction for me on this game, uh, for the Tennessee game, 
is I really do think as much as I think they can stop him, I don't think they're going to stop him enough. I'm going for it. I mean, it, you know what sounds funny? This sounds like a bold prediction where people will say it's not a bold prediction. I still think Derek Henry will run over 200 yards in this game. Yeah, It's a bold prediction for me. As much as it doesn't seem like it because the bloke has, has run 200 yards so many times. That's yeah. how good this, this guy is. So that's my bold prediction for this game. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with the Ravens. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'll I'll take um, Jackson to to produce, you know, a big game, three touchdowns, and we'll take one rushing as well. No, fair enough. I mean, I mean, look, it's it's his. I mean, it's his stage. I mean, this is a. Ma- I think this is a. Ma- Massive more pressure for Baltimore and a massive more pressure for Lamar Jackson to get the job done. Um, so that's how I'm looking at it in that way as well. Um, so we'll have to see, but this is going to be such a good game as well. Um, all these games are going to be great. You know, we've talked about, I think the only ones we're not really sold on is the Bears-Saints game, but it's yeah, going to I'm be... Yeah, not a exactly looking forward to that. <laughs> no, neither am I, but you never know, you know. Put it this way, I didn't. We didn't think we'd be in a pandemic this year, so uh, or last year. Sorry, it's twenty twenty one now. So uh, you know, you never know in these situations. But uh, we'll have to see on that uh, on that front uh, for them games on Wildcard Saturday. Blue twenty two. Right, guys. So that uh, that wraps up our uh, our get uh, all of our previews and games uh, of week seventeen and looking ups for Wildcard Saturday. Uh, for this week, uh, I would like to point out, guys. Obviously, um, this is uh, mine and Jimbo's first uh, time recording the podcast, so I can imagine there's going to be a few mistakes, even after after us editing uh, the content and uh, putting what we're uh, going to be putting in. Um, but your feedback means everything to us. So um, obviously, I, I believe um, I suspect Jimbo's going to probably start up a, a social media page, either on Instagram or Facebook. Um, to uh you know so you guys can uh, access content uh probably put the podcast we're thinking mainly of our um podcast um <laughs> try for the word jimbo uh access <laughs> probably via, via spotify spotify um we've got um great platform on there so we'll probably be uh posting our uh podcasts on there from the future we're still a little bit undecided um but yeah you know just for our guys obviously you know this is our main, you know, it's just uh, mine and Jimbo's humble opinion. Um, you know, as much as, unless you're a Saints fan, which I'm sure you'll hate us anyway, um, you can put a post back all the, uh, the bad feedback you like. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, just a main thing for me and Jimbo, obviously, uh, hope you all guys are keeping safe, uh, you know, throughout all this pandemic, hopefully uh, be uh, over sooner rather than later. Um I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you, uh, you know, you might take a bit of a, maybe even a bit of a betting advice from us, hence uh, Jimbo's corner, I must admit. Uh, the man knows what he's talking about. So uh, if you want to take a punt on them, you know, that's why uh, we put the content on there. Uh, otherwise, guys, uh, any final words from you, Jimbo, uh, on our first uh, oh, uh, cheers, cheers for that, Bill. I think we'll, uh, we'll only get better as we go along doing them. Enjoy. Well, we'll see, see how we go. Games. Um, yeah, that's it. I must admit, though, so I'm buzzing, buzzing for Saturday. It's going to be some really good games. Yeah. Um, like we just talked about. So, um, looking forward to it. I hope you guys do too. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hope um, we'll see Lovely. you guys 
uh, if you join in next week. Ciao, guys. Thank you very much for listening. See you next time. Thank you.